like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. I've got the pleasure of a newly local musician, Ian Alexi, as my guest for today's Song of the Soul, though he's also a transplant from music scenes two hours and three hours away, and even a thousand miles from here. He's done a lot of music with his brother as the hobo nephews of Uncle Frank, and he just released a CD with his band, Ian Alexi and the Deserters. Punk rock and hard rock are definite parts of his past and present, but he sometimes tames and transmutes them with an acoustic guitar. Ian Alexi joins us live in person today. Ian, thank you so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Ian, it's a pleasure to have you in the Chippewa Valley. You moved not too long ago from the Twin Cities over to this area. What brought you to the countryside? Well, I had been living in the Twin Cities for about seven or eight years. I had been over to this area several times, even before that. I'm originally from the East Coast, but I moved to Minnesota first, and that was in about 2003 or four. So I've been in the North Midwest for a while, and I think I just saw this area as being, you know, about an hour away from the Twin Cities, but it's also very much in the country, and it's beautiful, and its pace of living is pretty calm. I do quite a bit of touring, so what I was finding is that when I would come off the road, and I was living right in Midtown, Minneapolis, so I was really right in the thick of it, so a lot of times I would come off the road where you're constantly waiting in traffic, and waiting in line to eat, or waiting at a restaurant to eat, or Everything is waiting, and I felt like I didn't want to be doing that when I got home. I didn't want to get home and be in traffic and be waiting in lines at the grocery store and stuff, which is what happens when you live in Minneapolis. And it's also much more affordable out here, and I do music for my living. And like I said, I spend a fair amount of time traveling, so you know, paying a lot of rent when you're not even there half the time, that doesn't make a lot of sense. So that was another thing that brought me out here. Is this some kind of rejection of your childhood environment? I think you were far enough over in New Jersey that it must have been pretty metropolitan. Or maybe, I know there are areas of New Jersey which are kind of rural or are not the big city. Is this a rejection or is this a return to roots that you're over here? Now, I know you started up in Duluth and then you were down in Twin Cities. That seems like going to the other side of the world from what I imagine you lived in. Well, I think, ironically, moving here is almost like a return to my roots. I grew up in South Jersey on the Jersey Shore, 
the town I grew up in is called Summers Point, and it's right across the bay from Ocean City, which is on the ocean. When you go inland from there, I guess it's more built up now. There's more strip malls and things like that. But when I was growing up, you would go inland and it would be the woods. And the kinds of trees and the landscape actually remind me of South Jersey here. Well, why don't you start us out with some of your music, Ian, or some music. I know you've picked out some tunes by other folks as well. Ian Alexi has three full recordings and two EPs, but he's also got a number of recordings with his brother Teague. They perform together as the hobo nephews of Uncle Frank. We'll ask you about that later. So he could share all of his own music, but he's also sharing some of the influences. So what do you want to start with? Well, I guess we were already talking about the Jersey Shore, so I guess I'll start with Atlantic City. It's really the song that made me a Bruce Springsteen fan. As I was saying earlier, growing up, he was such a huge star that it didn't resonate with me that it was necessarily something local or that it was just, you know, born in the USA and, you know, this huge patriotic movement. Although I I did have friends that their families were very hardcore Springsteen fans and, you know, they'd refer to the boss, the boss this and the boss that. So it was was around and obviously it's where I grew up, but I... When I was getting into music as a kid, he wasn't one of the artists that I was really influenced by. And by the time I started playing guitar, it was really like Guns N' Roses and Metallica and things like that. And I guess other non-heavy metal stuff too, like I was a big U2 fan and some other things like that. But Springsteen just felt like, I guess it felt more like adult music maybe. But when I was in college, somebody, I was painting houses with a friend and this friend of mine, Josh Stump, who was a musician and now a teacher, he brought the CD of Nebraska, which has the song Atlantic City on it. That was kind of the moment where I became a Springsteen fan and I've kind of slowly over the years discovered more and more of his stuff. And now I'm a huge fan. I I love him. So I'm going to do the song Atlantic City. I'm from the Atlantic City area. The town I grew up in is called Summers Point, and Atlantic City and Ocean City are called the Barrier Islands, which is on the Jersey Shore. There are these islands along the coast that are, in some places, connected to the mainland, but usually separated by the bay and marshland. Then there's, after the Barrier Islands, there's the Bay Towns. So I lived in a bay town called Summers Point, which was five miles from Atlantic City and right next to Ocean City. Well, they blew up the chicken man in Philly last night Blew up his house, too Out on the boardwalk, they're getting ready for a fight See what those racket boys can do Now there's trouble bustling in from out of state And the DA can't get no relief Gonna be a rumble out on the promenade The gambling commissioner's hanging on by the skin of his teeth Everything dies, baby, that's a fact Maybe everything that dies someday comes back Put your makeup on, fix your hair up pretty Meet me tonight in Atlantic City 
now Got a job, try to put my money away But I got those debts that no honest man can pay So I drew what I had from the Central Trust Bought us two tickets on that old city bus Everything dies, baby, that's a fact Maybe everything that dies someday comes back Put your makeup on, fix your hair up pretty Meet me tonight in Atlantic City Luck may have died and love may be cold But with you forever I'll stay Going out where the sands turn into gold Put on your stockings, baby, the night's getting cold Now, looking for a job, but it's hard to find Cause out here it's winners and losers Don't get caught on the wrong side I'm tired of coming out on this losing end Last night I met this guy, I'm gonna do a little favor for him Everything dies, baby, that's a fact Maybe everything that dies someday comes back Put your makeup on, fix your hair up pretty Meet me tonight in Atlantic City Everything dies Baby, that's a fact Maybe everything that died someday comes back Put your makeup on, fix your hair up pretty Meet me tonight in Atlantic City Meet me tonight in Atlantic City Come on and meet me tonight in Atlantic City Excellent version. You've done the boss proud. As a matter of fact, he wants to grow up to be like you, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's Ian Alexi, who's our guest today for Song of the Soul. IanAlexi.com is how you get to his website, and you'll find out. He tours quite a bit, and you'll be able to find places to see him live. I take it, Ian, that that's one of the songs that you would play as part of your mix when you're performing. How much do you do original versus others? And, you know, I know you used to perform with your brother. How do you mix up your schedule? Well, there's basically three different presentations I do live. One would just be the solo acoustic show. When I'm doing that, I tend to probably play more. I mean, it's always more of my own material than it is of cover songs. But when I'm solo acoustic, I'm sort of free to play whatever I feel like. it. There's no one else that needs to be rehearsed or know the song. And I tend to just enjoy doing cover songs in that environment because it's easy to present them differently because you're there with an acoustic guitar and your vocals. So it's already stripped down. And and unless you're doing another song that's stripped down, like a Neil Young song or something, whatever you're doing is going to be in a different form than people are used to hearing it. Like, for example, I do a Depeche Mode song and I do a Lana Del Rey song and their recordings are very far away from acoustic guitar and vocals. So evidently, you're a big fan of acoustic. And I know when I'm thinking Guns N' Roses and stuff, I'm thinking quite a bit more volume 
than maybe you're used to generating. Is this a transition in your life, or was that you were listening to that music, but the way it comes out of you is a... Well, I also play... One of the other things I do is with my band, The Deserters, is a rock and roll band. So in that environment or with that group, I get to sort of rock a little more. I mean, it's not Guns N' Roses rock. It's more along the lines of something like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers or Neil Young and Crazy Horse. But I'm also a lead guitarist, so in that environment, I get to do that as well. I guess I started, I mean, I've always loved music. Before I played guitar, I wanted to play drums when I was a little kid. And my parents probably wisely didn't get me a drum set, but they did get me some bongos, which I beat the hell out of. The Guns N' Roses thing was kind of an entry point, partially because... For one, I loved it, and I loved the the image of them. There was the video for Sweet Child of Mine, and they looked really cool. The song sounded amazing, unlike anything I'd ever heard, the guitar playing. It still sounds incredible to me whenever I hear it. It just gets me. I mean, that would be a song of my soul for sure, Sweet Child of Mine. But also the image of them, they were all very much rebellious and doing what they wanted, and they all in that video had a girlfriend. So it was like, to me, these guys had it all. They had their rock and roll, they looked awesome, and each of them had their girl, you know? So when they would, the rehearsal was over, <laughs> the show was over, they had, you know, some companion. And, and that's, you know, that's the dream right there, you know? You get the music, the girl, you know, the everything. So that was when I started kind of petitioning my dad, be like, hey, I want to play the guitar, like, I want you to get me a guitar, you know? And he made the deal with me that if I agreed to take lessons, he would get me the guitar. Quickly after that, maybe a year or two later, I got into Neil Young. And actually kind of at the same time, because he had the record out with Rockin' in the Free World at the same, basically the same moment in that big Guns N' Roses moment. And my dad hated Guns N' Roses and hated heavy metal and was always trying to push other things on me. So I saw Neil Young play on Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live would always have a music guest. And back then it would, you know, Eric Clapton and Neil Young and a lot of rock and roll stuff. So Neil Young played Rockin' in the Free World on there. And that was the first time I'd ever seen him or heard him. And it was interesting because it was was probably like 89 or 90, but he was doing like that grunge sound that hit a couple years later with Nirvana and Soundgarden and that stuff. So... It was incredible, and they, they played this really raucous version of the song. And at the end, with the tremolo bar, he's, you know, he was just thrashing it until all the strings on his guitar broke. I mean, it was just wild. It was really like punk rock. And you know, Neil was probably in his 40s at the time. So he seemed really old to me, but it was kind of like, who is this old guy that's just awesome? You know, <laughs> like... I'd see my dad on the weekends and I lived with my mom during the week kind of a thing. And so when he came over that Sunday, I guess, really the night after Saturday Night Live, he had the the CD and he's like, have you heard this? And I was like, yeah, actually I have heard that on, on Saturday Night Live last night. So I got into that record right away. That was the beginning of like enjoying, you know, there are some acoustic songs on that album. There's an acoustic version of Rockin' in the Free World at the end of it, actually. And that was among the first songs I tried to learn. So you're starting with heavier metal, but you're kind of going acoustic. So did you start playing right away? Or how did you, when did you actually stand in front of people and make music? That happened fairly quickly, because as soon as I started playing when I was 13, and 
my buddies in middle school also started playing. So we quickly threw a band together. But my mom all along played acoustic guitar all through my childhood. So that was kind of always there. And when I started playing, the first guitar I got was an electric guitar, but I was also playing with my mom's acoustic guitar. And by the time I was 15, I started to get into Neil Young's acoustic stuff. His old, at the time was older stuff, his stuff from the 60s and 70s. Got into Dylan and the Grateful Dead kind of at the same time. So, like I said, Neil Young, I kind of got into him right away. And then in my later teenage years, I started going back and listening to Harvest and After the Gold Rush and the older albums. And this song that I'm going to play, After the Gold Rush, it's probably my favorite lyrics of any song ever. And I, I think it relates to the song of the soul in that music and poetry and songs, they can explain things that just plain words can't. So like with this song, it's very abstract. The things he's singing about, it sort of goes all over the place from the personal to the spiritual to the cosmic. But it, it makes sense to me as a human being and, and to my soul. But I can't necessarily explain what he's singing about. But I can feel it. And it resonates with me like pretty much like nothing else. So here it is. I saw the knights in armor coming, saying something about a queen. There were peasants singing, and drummers drumming, and the archers split the tree. There was a fan fair blowing to the sun that was floating on the Look at Mother Nature on the run in the 1970s. Look at Mother Nature on the run in the 1970s. I was lying in a burned out basement. With the full moon in my eyes I was hoping for a replacement When the sun burst through the sky There was a band playing in my head And I felt like getting high I was thinking about what a friend had said I was hoping it was a lie Thinking about what a friend had said I was hoping it was a lie Well, I dreamed I saw the silver spaceships flying The yellow haze of the sun There were children crying 
and colors flying all around the chosen one. All in a dream, all in a dream, the loading had begun. Flying Mother Nature, silver seed to a new home in the sun. Flying Mother Nature, silver seed to a new home. That's today's song of the soul guest, ENT Alexi. There's a link on NordenSpiritRadio.org. Obviously, that wasn't his song. That's from Neil Young in the time of the gold rush. So I was trying to pick out what lines in there were speaking your worldview, your theology, your philosophy, whatever it is. And, you know, something's like, okay, now I was thinking about what a friend told me. I was hoping it was a lie. Somehow I, I imagine that for Neil Young, those lines were central. He repeated them in the original song. Yeah, well, you definitely hit the nail on the head with thinking about what a friend had said. I was hoping it was a lie. That verse I've often thought and probably said is my favorite verse ever in music. It's so perfect, and I don't exactly know what it means. I like I can feel hope in there, and I can feel a lot of pain. I can feel sadness, but that thinking about what a friend had said, I was hoping it was a lie. That really relates to the sort of teenage me. And that's when I first heard that song. And I can remember laying in my room on the floor, listening to that song over and over. And I didn't, and I wasn't high. This was probably before any partying or anything like that made its way into my life. But I was very open and very sort of spiritually connected to it. And that lyric, again, thinking about what a friend had said, I was hoping it was a lie. It's like when you're that age, you hear about this happened and this happened and that happened. And it's like these things are happening to you for the first time, like either heartbreak or getting drunk or whatever. So you're getting this information about the people around you that are all experiencing these sort of things for the first time. And sometimes it's very shocking and disappointing, especially the heartbreak. That's kind of where that line is at for me. Could you say something, Ian, about your religious spiritual identity along the way? I grew up Catholic. I've been Quaker basically since I've been an adult. But I did a lot of searching around and, you know, because I am Quaker and because that doesn't nail me down to one thing. One thing that it does imply in my life is a kind of aspiration towards centeredness and compassion. I noted that one of your CDs was called Rootedness. I sense in you a personality that wants to be rooted, that wants to be living from a center. I think that's why you moved to the Chippewa Valley, in addition to saving rent. But So I, that's my guess, because you know I've just met you this morning, right? So could you share something about your religious, spiritual, past, present, what doesn't work for you and what does? Well, I was raised Irish Catholic to a degree. My mother was Irish Catholic. My dad was not really very religious. So there was that sort of back and forth with my mom trying to make it a part of our lives and my dad not really caring and us as kids being pretty resistant to it. But I think it informs me in the way that my sense of family and 
that is very much on my mom's side and they were Irish Catholic, you know, and a lot of my cousins and stuff got married and have had several kids each and kind of follow on that tradition. I don't really reject it. I I don't practice Catholicism now. And and I think that you're right. It is kind of a journey for me. I don't feel like I've gotten that all figured out as far as religion. I, I don't subscribe to a particular one, although I do feel a sense of searching in my spirituality. And, you know, maybe I will arrive at something that I feel like works for me. Well, I'm loving hearing the journey that you're on through the music. Why don't you share another song with us right away, Ian? I have a new CD called Deserters, and this is the first song on it. It's called Misfits in Love. I wrote this while I was on the road with my brother. We were playing shows in the Northwest together, and we had a day off in Bellingham, Washington, and the phrase Misfits in Love had already been in my head. And I knew I was going to write the song, but, you know, I didn't know where or when or how it was going to go. That day, when we had that day off, I was just kind of sitting there, and Bellingham was a really beautiful, kind of inspiring town. I love the Pacific Northwest, and I just, I get a certain energy when I'm out there, or I tap into a certain energy that's there when I'm there. This song just kind of spilled out really quickly, although I had kind of been meditating on it probably for a couple of years. I think it maybe reflects something positive about how I feel about humanity because it's in this song, I'm sort of playing the role of a storyteller. It's not in the first person. So I'm singing about other people. Here it is. out of her window at the glowing city light Isn't very lonely Everything's alright He was a part-time waiter that never quite fit in Came from out of town Didn't have any friends Always swore that she never wear a ring. Misfits in love, it's a beautiful thing. Janie was an actress, but she couldn't get a part. Now she works three nights a week Stripping in some bar Jimmy works the door Everybody used to drive a van Touring across the country Playing guitar with a metal band She's guitar for Jeannie And she opens her mouth and sings Misfits in love, it's a beautiful thing. Misfits in love, it's a beautiful thing.
one else will feel the same You don't have to be alone Not the only one Out there on your own Think that she's the best thing To ever hit this town She got a head on her shoulders She looks good up and down that guy, I don't know about him He's awkward to say the least Don't know what she sees in him But wonders never cease She wouldn't have another She gives him everything Misfits in love It's a beautiful thing This fits in love, it's a beautiful thing. This fits in love, it's a beautiful thing. Great song by Ian Alexi here today for Song of the Soul, Misfits in Love. As you said, you know, you, you wrote that, Ian, near Bellingham, Washington, you're out in that area, which is one of the places where this program goes out to. You know, you're talking about seeing other people, you're a storyteller in this, but is there an autobiographical note in there? Are you also a misfit, or, or maybe you're just a you know, seamless fit into society type of guy? I mean, I definitely see myself as kind of a misfit in that just in my daily life, I always seem to be going when other people are coming and coming when other people are going. I'm just kind of on this opposite schedule where, you know, I'm playing my gigs at nighttime and yeah, I'm just kind of on a different timetable than everybody. But as far as the song, there isn't like a particular character in there that is me. I never thought of myself in the song really. Earlier on, Yin, you mentioned, you know, they had it all because they've got good looks and music and women. Has the stage been a platform for that? I, often, I think it, it's kind of ironic or paradoxical that might draw a lot of people to the stage, but in fact, it makes relationships a lot harder because you're traveling so much. It, it causes that disconnection. Well, just to clarify, I said they had girlfriends, not women. <laughs> And like in that, we were talking about Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine video. It was like they each had a, like a partner kind of almost in that video. So that, it's not like one of the videos where there's like a scandally clad woman in red leather. You know, it was, it was like they each had like a counterpart. But as far as my personal life and playing music, yeah, it's tricky. I think that people tend to apply those stereotypes of like 70s and 80s massive rock stardom where you know, you hear the stories about Van Halen or something like that, where they're literally farming groupies, you know, into the back or whatever. It's funny because that that stereotype, people put that onto musicians all the time. But that's not the case. I think that everyone that I know, including yourself now, I met because I play music. It's how I relate to the world. I, I don't have another job where I've got this community that goes along with that job. It's all the people I know. I, I know because I play music. So the girlfriends that I've had, yes, I've probably met them 
quite a few of them in that situation where I'm performing and they're in the audience. But as far as people just throwing themselves at me, and no, that doesn't really happen. <laughs> Obviously, that's appealing, but music was also very sort of spiritual to me. And it's almost like a, in the sense to do it for your life, it's almost like a spiritual devotion because you're forsaking certain securities and things like that that other people might have. So it's really devotional. Well, the music of Ian Alexi is attractive to me. I love that last <laughs> song. I, I love what you do with your covers you're doing, Ian. That's why I have him here today for Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production. On the web, that means you'll find us at northernspiritradio.org with almost 12 years of our programs for free listening and download. And you'll find friends of Ian's like Nikki Pepper or Jeff White and others. Wherever you're listening to this at the 29 stations or so around the country that carry my programs, remember that you can refer your favorite musicians to me as potential guests for Song of the Soul. On our website, you'll find a link to our guests and more information about them. So when you want to track down Ian Alexi and you don't know how that's spelled, just come by org. There's also a place to post comments. And we do love two-way communication. So share your words when you come and let us get to know you. There's also a place for donations. This is full-time work that we're doing here, but we need your support to do this because we don't depend on corporations and we don't depend on government. It's because you, the listeners, want this program to go out to the world. And even more important, I would say, is to remember to support your local community radio station. They're so important in sharing an alternative sound and music and people that fit with the local environment. Keep them thriving in all the places around the country. Ian Alexi here, ianalexi.com. You can find on his site a link to his YouTube channel. He's got 20-some videos of him playing music out there. You'll find his Twitter feed, his Facebook connection. Ian Alexi is the person you want to track down. And let's go right into some more music, in because I know we've got significant portions left to share and more to learn about you. I'm really enjoying getting to know you. So this is over and back again. I recorded with my brother and our group, the Hobo Nephews of Uncle Frank. This is from an album we did called American Shuffle, over and back again. Reach out in the open Thought I saw your face Maybe just a trace Finally I have found you But it's been so many years Our youth has disappeared This is not our first time around Met in another life in a distant town This kind of love never ends It goes over and over and over and back again Suddenly you find yourself Out there on the land Wearing thin again 
That's where you will find me Like you always did Back when we were kids Out on the corner smoking cigarettes in the rain I was playing on my guitar just to ease the pain Now listen, here comes the refrain It goes over and over and over and back again It goes over and over and over and back again Remind me of someone That I used to know A long time ago A friend that I had Back in my hometown You'd take me there somehow Out on the beach Drinking in the night Telling stories and laughing out there in the starry light Yeah, you sure take me back, my friend We go over and over and over and back again We go over and over and over and back again This kind of love never ends It goes over and over and over and back again It goes over and over and over and back again I could happily play that song by Ian Alexi over and over again. (laughs) Excellent song. You'll actually find a wonderful recording out there of the song performed with Teague, Ian's brother. They perform as the hobo nephews of Uncle Frank on their American Shuffle album. Over and Back Again is the song you want to look for out there. Or maybe you just want to go to ianalexi.com and find when Ian's going to come to your area and go see him live. I'm sure you'll have quite of an experience if you do that. So over and back again. I mean, Obviously, I hear the heartstrings being played on that one. <laughs> did you have something of a dissolute youth or not? Were you at all... Uh, did you get in trouble? Did you... And I ask you that because I was the good kid. I didn't do any of the bad things. And I hope my brothers and sisters will keep quiet if they know any of the bad things I did do. What was your youth like that way? Were you a, a good kid? Well, I was the younger brother, so I probably could get away with more and did. I think I always gravitated a little bit towards danger and things like that. So I wasn't real bad. I wasn't like beating up old ladies or anything, but maybe just doing things that some things that could have been harmful to myself. And my friends that I grew up with, just an amazing group of guys 
very rough around the edges. Um, a lot, most of us were musicians. And I feel like I'm part of this tribe from Jersey there, this like group of five or 10 that, I don't know, just the time and place we're in and the way we felt about everything. It was this very, I mean, I guess everyone's got their group of people they grew up with that they feel sort of spiritually connected to. And I definitely have that, although some of them are gone now because there was trouble that we were sometimes getting into. And I moved away from the Jersey Shore when I was 18 to pursue music. And I felt like if I stayed there, I might have gotten into real trouble or Again, it was near Atlantic City, so drugs, gambling, prostitution, you name it, all that stuff was there and available. But because I left when I was so young, I knew I was kind of avoiding a lot of the potential dangers that were there by leaving. So that circle of five or ten people, do you get together with them? Are they still all around? Is there the Jersey Shore reunion every year? I have been going back there. I've, I've actually been going back and doing some gigs there. I think I was just talking to my mom yesterday, who still lives there. I think I was there four times in 2016. So there were periods of time where I didn't go back. But in recent years, it's been more important to me to kind of stay connected to there. And, you know, my mom is not going to be around forever, though hopefully she will be. But And she's healthy. But there's just kind of the reality now that I would like to spend time with her and family members and friends, you know. So Song for Joel, he he is one of my buddies that I grew up with, and he recently passed away. He had addiction problems, but we met in sixth grade. At that point, I was a skateboarder. I hadn't gotten my first guitar yet, so my identity was wrapped around skateboarding. And he sort of was my shadow, skateboarding together, and then we started playing guitar at the same time together. And we were really close, and then we kind of became estranged as adults because that's kind of what addiction does to people. You know, they suddenly are not the person that you knew. or you know. So I, I wasn't really communicating with them, although right towards the end, I actually was communicating with them a little bit. We had talked a few times online. But yeah, this is a song I wrote for him a few days after he passed. My old friend, not around no more I can still see him Riding that old skateboard Playing guitar As fast as Randy Rhodes Wearing those faded jeans All full of holes They were rolling cross town on a double-seater bike I was drinking cheap beer with Joel, Jimmy, and Mike We got all the time in the world Let's go down to the boardwalk Try to meet some girls Got a joint from this dude Only cost five bucks We're gonna go up in the treehouse Gonna get all messed up Catch a three o'clock bus Ocean City bound Go 
down to the water side hear all the new sounds it's been freezing rain all winter long you never had a dad you always had your mom now you're getting too close to the other side Everybody's moving so fast There you are getting left behind You know that girl from Philly Who sings and plays guitar Maybe she'll give us a ride with a friend in her daddy's car The summer's gonna be the best it ever was We're gonna have a big jam We're gonna get a good buzz My old friend is not around no more But I can still see him Riding that old skateboard Playing guitar As fast as Randy Rhodes Wearing those faded jeans All full of holes Yeah, I'm gonna miss him My friend Joel Yeah, I'm gonna miss him song for a friend that's passed song for joel it's by my guest for today's song of the soul you'll find him at ianalexi.com the link is on nordenspiritradio.org that song i believe has not been released or is it on one of your recordings it's not no it it'll probably be on the next one but i haven't recorded it yet or at least not officially so, World, you heard it first in Alexi's song, Song for Joel, shared for his Song of the Soul. I know something about that kind of relationship. I mean, you go by different paths, but still, you know, when you're anchored at a certain point in your life, there's a, a friend of mine who became a friend in middle school. He lived just a block or so from me, Daryl by name. We went different ways. I went different ways than most of the people on my block because I went to college and all of this kind of stuff went off in the Peace Corps. Daryl stayed at home and he had the major bouts with drinking, but he stopped that eventually. But eventually, I got a call from his wife, and I'd stood up in their wedding, you know, 20 years earlier when he committed suicide. So, you know, there's a part of my heart that will always have Daryl there, just I think like you'll have Joel in yours. Yeah, absolutely. I still, I'm realizing I don't exactly know the cause of death other than that he was found dead. And I guess the general assumption, it was was substance-related. But yeah, I think maybe it's a lot of hometowns that when people sort of feel stuck there, that sort of addiction problems can really escalate. And it sort of leads into this next song, High as a Plane, which was about my hometown. There was even some lines in it that I took out that were even mentioned New Jersey. But 
it was very much about thinking about certain friends and not really not knowing if I'll see them again. And it's been a couple of years since I wrote the song, and I think I was lucky to see some and, and not so lucky with a couple others. But it's interesting because the songs, I really, when I, I write, I kind of go into a state of consciousness where I'm really trying to let things out and not be too critical. And then I can let myself be critical later. But when I'm in the moment, I don't want to be shooting down my ideas. I just try and let them out. So with this song, I didn't really realize it until I made a video for it and put that out that it could be taken as sort of glorifying getting high or, you know, if it's like a weed song or something. But that's not what where I was at at all. When I wrote it, I was it was really just about addiction and, you know, the nature of that sort of self-destructive nature. Anyway, I just thought I'd sort of share my thoughts on that. And the song is by Ian Alexia. I think I'm going to let you play us out for a song of the soul today. This is High as a Plane by Ian Alexi, and it's on his newly released EP called Deserters. You'll find a link to that by ianalexi.com, links on nordenspiritradio.org. I want to thank Andrew Jansen for production assistance today, and we'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. Ian, go right ahead and play us out on High as a Plane. This ain't no place Raise a couple kids This ain't no place Find you a lover I forgive myself For all the things I did All the years Wasted keeping cover This place will never change for you It's up to you Make it better They hold you down And it's tearing you apart You think you love her But you gotta forget her Gotta forget her There's no need To explain Come inside out of the rain You loved in truth And you loved in vain Feet on the ground High as a plane This ain't no place Kick a bad habit This ain't no place To lay down forever There's nothing for you There in the darkness You think you love her But you gotta forget her Gotta forget her There's no need To explain Come inside out of the rain You loved in truth and you loved in vain Feet on the ground
guitars, videos, and dreams. Maybe someday I'll come back. I see a light coming up the track. Theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song